The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hey, how you going? It is the box score breakdown for this Tuesday, the 12th of January, 2021. I can't believe we're already 12 days into the new year. As I said, uh, it is the box score breakdown. I am your host, Scotty. You can find me on Twitter at the Harlander 23 My co-host, Mr. J, not here today. You can find him on Twitter and Mr. Jolly of Sydney. We are presented by Hoopball, and they have a great thing called the Fantasy Pass. And just because the draft season is over for all your NBA fantasy heads, there is still plenty to do. And the Fantasy Pass is the best deal in the industry, just four ninety nine a month. And now that we're into the regular season, there is zero commitment. Sign up for one month for five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel at any time. But we know you'll love it. But it is nice to have that option, I guess. So the Fantasy Pass, it's got everything you'll need to dominate your league all season long. Updating projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups and drops in our newest and coolest feature, the HoopBall Discord server, where you can hang out with all the HoopBall pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. So please go and check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com, click on the Fantasy Pass ad below the main media wall. We have six, not seven games to get through because the Bulls and the Celtics were postponed. And to help me get through, we have one of the OGs, of the hoop ball he is the host of the king's court podcast he is also co-host of the hoop balls today in sports betting pod you can find him on twitter at uh is a vmc center vince miracle hello mate what's going on buddy what's going on scott thanks for uh thanks for having me on and it's uh at vm center vince miracle center that's me follow me on twitter guys at vm center beautiful and you're on the discord channel i am on the discord channel i'm in every single one of those discords so i highly recommend joining that wager pass and you know i give out a lot of like free picks in there just because you know you guys are already a part of the wager pass so you guys get the picks before i even write them up and send it to dan to post so you, <laughs> if you're in the discord that you get it first you know it's like it's like being a patreon member almost <laughs> oh, let's not go down the, that, that line <laughs> shall we um mate let's start of course the sack kings in your blood uh like the big guy, Aaron Bruski. Let's start with the guy who had a beastly effort. Uh, I think Mr. Jolly said blocks of homes yesterday. Rashawn Holmes, how nice is it for Sacramento to finally see his true potential and his true value? Yeah, man. Holmes Holmes has been has been the piece that they've needed for a while now. Just a center that can run the floor, set solid picks. And, and sky high to the basket, but not only that, on the defensive end, on the floor of just being the vocal player that he is, communicating on where he is at the basket, making sure that his eyes are always moving. And again, those blocks are always fun to see. So he's definitely been a, a key piece to this team. I think he's going to be a key piece moving forward. Um, so yeah, Rashawn Holmes, he, he he's just been a stud for this Kings team for sure. And speaking of key pieces, my I've, I have not been... Uh, shy about my love for Tyrese Halliburton. This kid 
during the draft process was on fire. He was, you know, uh, I think the Sacramento would have pinched themselves and couldn't believe that he was sitting there for them to take. And he has proved this season that he is one of the funnest fantasy guys around, just balling out every chance he gets. What is the upside moving forward for the Sacramento Kings and Tyrese Halliburton? I mean, Halliburton, in my opinion, is, is the rookie of the year leader right now. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I thought he was supposed to be good coming out of this draft. I liked him a lot. He was the number one, not n- number two, maybe even on my list of players that I was hoping to fall to the Kings. And when he was there, the fact that they were able to get him, there was a lot of hype behind it. And again, I, I was a little skeptical, but to see the way he plays, his basketball IQ is so high. And again, I, the fact that he makes such a big impact in, in his rookie season, I, I, I just... I'm excited to see how they're starting to build them. And we saw it last night or two nights ago now. I don't know when the show's about to about to be released. Uh of when they the Kings put him in the starting lineup against the Pacers. Like you saw the Kings best five on the floor when it was Fox, Halliburton, Buddy, Barnes, and Rashawn Holmes. And I think that's gonna be a lineup that you're gonna see a lot moving forward. It's almost small ball esque having those running with the three guards, isn't it? Oh, it's definitely small ball. Uh, I mean, and, and there's 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 very visible uh, defensive issues that are going to be had when you have a guy like Buddy Heald playing the three, essentially. So, I mean, I mean, but the communication is going to have to be there. Rashawn Holmes avoiding foul trouble will always be the key in the King's success defensively, and he was able to do so against the Pacers. And again, I I, I like the effort that they're bringing, and I think Halliburton is a key reason for that. He's constantly communicating every time he makes a pass, whether it's to get himself open or, or another player open, it's an energy that he brings. Just watch his interaction with the, with his teammates after a play is made. Like a, a, a player of his caliber right now as a rookie is, it's crazy to me. He's, he's hands down to me, the front runner for rookie of the year right now. No, that that's a big call considering the triple double of Lamelo the other day. But you're right. I think consistently, Tyrese has gotten it over Lamelo at this stage. Anyway, whether that continues, I don't know. Hey, look, it is the box score breakdown. We're here to break down the box scores, duh. Uh, so why don't we jump into it with the first game of the day that went into overtime? The Heat one thirty two. The Philadelphia 76ers, 137. We'll start on the Heat side. Tyler Hero shot 12 of 26 from the field, 7 from 8 from the foul line in the loss to the 76ers, scoring 34 points with 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 block, and 3 triples in 39 minutes with Jimmy Butler and Dragic both out due to the league's health and safety protocols, which is a really nice way to say uh, the coronavirus has got them in lockdown. Uh, Hero's time as the primary playmaker has increased significantly, and it's good news for him like you know we saw it in the bubble when he had the opportunity to ball out and take charge he was definitely um you know his production and his output was significantly better over the last week though hero hasn't ranked within the top 200 with the lack of assists and three pointers being a bit more problematic than the turnovers he's a must play in all formats though hopefully he can provide some more consistent production moving forward and another rookie we spoke about Tyrese Halliburton just before but Precious I'm not even going to Vince how do you say Precious's last name Chua a Chua uh, bless you 
Uh, Precious Achua uh, shot seven of ten from the field and three or four from the foul line in uh, the loss to the 76ers, telling 17 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, and one block shot in 36 minutes with Bam, again, sidelined for the corona. Uh, Achua not only moved into the starting lineup, he took a bigger increase in workload, got himself a double-double, good on him. Look, I think he's very much a streaming option depending on how long Bam has to sit out and it would probably be a good time to go and grab him if Bam is sitting out. On the Philadelphia side of things, well, isn't that interesting? Danny Green, feast or famine Danny Green. He did terrible yesterday. Today, shot 9 of 21 from three. That guy is going to sleep extremely well tonight, I think. Uh, Finished 29 points, 10 of 25 field goals, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks in 50 minutes. Yep, that's it, 50 minutes. Uh, Of course, Philly's rotation's pretty thin at the moment. Green's probably had the uh, green light to just go hell for leather the first time since high school, you know. This is great for fantasy managers. Go and slot him in your lineup. He should be owned everywhere at this current time when they are, you know, very much limited. Uh, Ben Simmons attempted just two field goals uh, in the win over the Heat, making both of them. He finished with a line of five points, six rebounds, 12 assists, and two steals in 32 minutes, and then ended up getting fouled out. But Joel Embiid, Jojo. He put the 76ers on his back. He racked up 45 points. Yep, 45 points. 16 of 23 field goals, 13 of 13 free throws, 16 rebounds, four assists, five steals, and a block shot in 39 minutes. Wow. I don't know that he's going to go 40-plus, you know, very often. I don't know that he's probably going to do it when Miami and the 76ers meet again on Thursday. But, wow, Joel Embiid, Vince, is just beastly-like at the moment. Yeah, I think Joel Embiid, especially during this time, because I, I don't know the exact date of when they're going to get their players back. I, I just feel like this is the role he's going to have to take because, as you said, Ben Simmons only took two shot attempts today. He was a turnover-prone, just trying to get players open. Uh, luckily, Danny Green was hot, you know, so... That kind of saved them a little bit. But I think Joel Embiid is about to have a feasting session here. He's about to start eating a lot. Every every opposition is going to start being barbecue chicken to him. And the one thing that I really liked to see was the maturity and the leadership that he had on the court today. And I think that's going to show in the stat line. And, and it did today as well, taking advantage of, you know, the missed players, obviously, with a, with a chua, bless me. You know what I mean? And <laughs> being, be, being on him, but. Still, I, I think that he needs to take on that role of, you know, being that dominant scorer and being the loudest player on the court as he always is. But and in this moment, being the leader that he needs to be. And I think, again, as long as he continues to do what he did tonight, whether the opponent is Achua or the opponent's Rudy Gobert or Jared Allen, whoever it may be, it's to to consistently get the ball in his hands because he is going to be have to be the playmaker, the scorer. He's going to need to be everything for that team. And tonight he was able to do that. And I think you're going to see, again, big stat lines moving forward. You had to mention barbecue chicken. You've made me really hungry now. So if anyone hears any weird noises, it's just my stomach 
Hey, uh, we need to pause the show for just an announcement. It is a fun one. It's free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff. And what is it? It's the Bruise Letter. It's back. Oh, yes, it is back. It's fresh for the 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Brewski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets, exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. You won't find it on a website, not on a podcast. Or on social media, it's only in the email newsletter. You can sign up and get it for free. Yep, cost you nothing. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021, brew as in B-R-E-W-S, letter 2021, and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y, slash bruiseletter2021. Aaron Brewski, straight to your inbox. Game number two. The Chicken Nuggets, nope, the Denver Nuggets, 116. Yeah, I've got to change that. I did uh, I did that joke last uh, week. I'll try not to do it anymore, I promise. Uh, the Nets, 122. The Nets got up. Uh, a Kyrie Irving-less Nets. He decided to jump on some sort of Zoom call for the Manhattan District Attorney just minutes before tip-off instead of uh, playing on the court. Something definitely going wrong there. We will talk about that a little bit later, I think. Uh, But for the Nuggets side, Will Barton, he shot six of eight from beyond the arc. Uh, finished the game with 22 points, 8 of 14 field goals, 2 rebounds and an assist with 3 steals and a block shot in 38 minutes. He's doing pretty well without Michael Porter Jr. there. He should be rostered in all formats at this point. He's been on a bit of a roller coaster though. Yep, fine. But f- hopefully fantasy managers won't get burnt by the will the thrill Thursday night when Denver hosts the Warriors. Bol Bol, everyone's favourite. I love this kid. Bol Bol is one of my favourites. He got himself a starting spot at small forward. Now, when I play 2K and they bring him on at small forward, it freaks me out. Like I'd, we, we talk about small ball and we've got, you know, this seven-foot lanky guy running around in the three spot. I find it really weird. But Bol Bol posted a line of five points, two rebounds, one assist, and one three-pointer in 16 minutes. Okay, he didn't get uh, starter minutes, even though he started. And he's certainly not worth rostering at all, even if he does get a start on Thursday night. But certainly one to watch, and I'm sure he's owned in most dynasty leagues. Jamal Murray shot just 9 of 20 from the field in Tuesday's loss. Accounting for 20 points, 4 assists, 1 steal, and 2 three-pointers in 35 minutes. Um, you know, he's still a top 100 in both eight and nine cat formats. He's capable of bringing more to the table than what he did tonight, though. Hopefully facing Steph Curry on Thursday night will light a fire under his backside and he will do a little bit better. And the Joker established a new career high in steals, tallying seven to go along with 23 points, eight of seven field goals, six of six from the charity stripe, eight rebounds, 11 assists, and one three-pointer in 34 minutes. Entering Tuesday, Jokic is only the second player in NBA history to average at least 20, 10, and 10 in his team's first 10 games. Oscar Robertson did so in the 1961-1962 season, and his field goal percentage was 15 points lower than what the Joker is. Can the Joker be stopped, Vince? Man, I don't know. It's a it's a big man with guard skills. It's he he he's so much fun to watch. I don't know if he can be stopped though, because even though he's lost all that weight, that and everyone likes to bring that up, the 
the mass size that he has down in the low post as well. Like, don't forget how good of a, uh, of a touch he has around the basket. It's soft touch there. Then he can bring it in from three. Uh, I mean, he likes to get a little too fancy on his passes, but I think it's the regular season. You got to have a little bit of fun where, where you can. I think the the big thing for me for Jokic is he needs he needs his, his his Robin to start stepping up a little bit. He did today, I guess, in scoring. But Jamal Murray, man, he just hasn't been the same since the bubble. And I, I mean, for for fantasy owners, this could be a good buy low time. He's only had really this two good games that I've seen over like the last two weeks. It's a good time to to try and see what the value is for a guy like Jamal Murray right now. A buy low for Jamal Murray. I have him everywhere. So anyone who uh, in my fantasy teams are listening, you better pay up. He's not a buy low on my team, ladies and gentlemen. For the net side of things, Karis Levert played 26 minutes off the bench. In the comeback win, accounting for 20 points, 8 of 15 from the field, 2 of 3 from the foul line, 5 rebounds, 6 assists and 2 triples. Look, he's a valuable fantasy option regardless of the league format and regardless whether Kyrie Irving is in or not, especially with Dinwiddie out. Uh, Brown, worth streaming whilst Kyrie is out, so go and pick him up. And Joe Harris has done pretty well as well. He's only rostered in 67% of Yahoo leagues, another one who should be owned everywhere. But KD was the man for the Nets. He shot 12 of 18 from the field, 6 of 7 from the foul line telling 34 points, 9 rebounds, 13 assists and 4 three-pointers in 36 minutes. The only negative for Durant on the uh, for Durant on the night was the turnover count as he was responsible for seven turnovers. But he racked up a season-high 13 assists, so that can help make up for it, I guess. Um, you know, I guess he's going to play. Hopefully he will, uh, especially with Kyrie out, although he is uh, considered questionable for tomorrow. It is a back-to-back, of course. Do you think KD will play? Do you think KD is going to continue to excel with Kyrie out? And when will Kyrie be back, Vince? I can't answer when he's going to be back. Coronavirus and this whole you know, video that just recently came out of him you know, at a family function without a mask on. and You, you don't know when Kyrie... He's going to eat while, while Kyrie is gone, you know, the, the thing and, and, and to answer your question about if he's going to play in the next day uh, today or tomorrow, whenever this show comes out again, sorry, <laughs> uh, he, he, he says he's going to play. He says he's playing. So I don't I don't see why he wouldn't want to be there for his team. I think he knows that this team needs to start getting some wins. But for me, and the thing that's starting to come into my head now as a person who owns Kevin Durant in a, in a few fantasy leagues, actually got him in the second round. I think this could be a good sell selling time for him because he's going to keep playing well. But the thing that concerns me is if he's already going to start playing on back to backs, he's going to have such a big workload. He's coming off of a big injury. That scares me a little bit. And, you know, I'm not saying I'd probably just go out and try and get Jokic or anything like that. You can't do anything crazy, but I mean, there, there's something out there for you. If you, if you're willing to, to trade Kevin Durant uh, that at the same time though, you, you probably got him at a great value there at the, either the latter half of the first or early in the second round. 
For the next game, the 6-4 and four Utah Jazz, far exceeding what anyone would think they would have done to start the year. 117 over the undermanned Cleveland Cavs, 87. We'll start on the Jazz side, shall we? Jordan Clarkson, he staffed the stat sheet, logging 21 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 5 triples in the win. The Jazz blew out the Cavs, and Clarkson was a big reason for that. In just 28 minutes, he shot 8 of 14 from the field, 5 from 9 from distance, posting his third 20-point game of the season. He's logged double-digit scoring marks in all but one game and is one of the early candidates for six men of the year, which is big considering how many of them are out there at this time. It might be a good time, though, to package him and another mid-to-late rounder for a star if you're looking for a major roster upgrade with how he is doing at the moment. And Bojan Bogdanovic shot 6 of 10 from the floor, scoring 20 points with four triples, two rebounds, three assists. It was good to see Bogdan bounce back after scoring just seven points on Sunday against the Pistons. He's been very inconsistent to start the year. He has four 20-point games, but six games under double figures. Do you think he can build from that, especially when he has the Hawks on Friday and his availability at just uh, is 30% of Yahoo leagues? He's available in 30%. So he's rostered in 70, which surprises me that it's that high. But Vince Bojan, he's got the Hawks on Friday. You know, is this inconsistent roller coaster going to continue? I hope not, man. Shooter's got to shoot. He's got to find his way out of the slump. The problem is that, he it's 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 open looks but off like the, the offensive sets for the utah jazz are starting to become easily read like n- nothing's really changed and i think that's why they started they always start struggling until they get that mojo going maybe this is the time where he finally saw the ball go through the basket and you'll start seeing a little bit more but i mean he's just going to be a three-point specialist until you can start seeing him at least get a steal a game i mean i hope he can start knocking down shots i'm a boy on fan I had him last year. He helped me. He he carried me all the way to the playoffs right before, you know, COVID hit. So I can't hate on him too much. He was a big help there. But, yeah, man, I, I, I really don't know because that shot has just not been falling. But, again, shooters shoot. At some point it goes in, and, and hopefully this is the time where he starts to go on a nice run. For the Cavs, Chetty Osman finished with just 17 points, four rebounds, six assists, and a block. The Cavs were blown out, as I said, but Chetty had a a decent game, hitting 7 of 15 shots and finished as the team's highest scorer. He did go 0 from 6 from deep and committed three turnovers, but he's now scored double figures in all but four games this season, averaging 11.6 points, 3.8 rebounds, 3.4 assists, and two three-pointers a night. He should be rostered in deep leagues, absolutely, and he's a pretty good streaming option for those in standard leagues. JaVale McGee made his first start of the season, got himself eight points, nine rebounds, three assists, and two blocks. He's a spot starter when Drummond is out, as he was tonight. He had a solid game. He hit four from eight from the floor, chipped in a few assists, swatted a couple of shots away, uh, the Cavs don't play again until Friday, at which point I'm pretty sure Drummond should be good to go. But if not, do you think McGee will remain a streaming option and would you use him in DFS? Yeah, you use him in DFS. I use him in DFS today, even though, you know, my my sneaky pick of Thon Maker only got, he didn't even make value. Aussie Thon, mate. Aussie Thon. Do one for the Aussies. I like it. 
man, I was hoping he was going to do it, but he, he, I mean, he didn't get much playing in time until the very end of the game, but uh, yeah, he definitely is a streaming option. He's a DFS play for sure when he's only $4,600, especially on FanDuel. Um, I, I'm honestly, I've been, I've been rostering JaVale in my standard leagues as well. Those blocks have been nice. He's been an, uh, a, a steady rebounder, block specialist, high field goal percentage, and a couple of games for me, he's already knocked down a couple of three-pointers, so I'm not saying go out there, go pick him up. He needs to be owned everywhere. But if you need blocks and 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 some rebounds and some good field goal numbers, uh, JaVale got you. Here's one for you. JaVale McGee or Bismack Biombo? who do you like better? Uh, I'm probably going to go with JaVale, honestly. I mean, Biombo is good. I just, there's something, Biombo, there's something about Biombo, man. I, I just don't see anything there. I mean, he gets so many minutes. And, and I mean, I guess for the minutes because he's a starter, you'd probably want to go there. But JaVale coming off the bench, doing it so efficiently. I'm still leaning more towards JaVale, and I think the consistency and blocks that you get from JaVale is what also leans me toward him as well. Cool. All right. Uh, before we get on to the next game, our friends at Manscaped want to say Valentine's Day is upon us, fellas. Make sure you're ready for wherever the night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, fellas. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents because we know how much they hurt. It's also waterproof, so it prevents a bit of a mess in the bathroom. Makes the girls happy if we keep it clean, you know what I mean, fellas? Let's be real, though. We've smelled a little bit worse down there before. That's why I'm thankful for their crop preserver and a crop reviver. These products keep our boys from sweating, smelling, and sticking And these products smell bloody good as well. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxes that will keep your junk feeling fresh all the time. And it's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxes to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing ones. They're definitely the comfiest boxes I've ever had. They're awesome. And complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped with the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Get 20% off free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20. Happy Valentine's Day from our friends at Manscaped. The Lakers and the Rockets, 117, the Lakers over the Rockets, 100. Interestingly enough, and we'll get to the Rockets side, there seems to be a stack of problems going on over there. But Kyle Kuzma played 27 minutes in the Lakers' win, notching his second double-double of the season with 11 points and 11 rebounds. He shot four of six and made one three-pointer as well. He scored at least 11 points in eight of the Lakers' 12 games this season, but he has only scored 20 points once. He's certainly not a must-have player except in deep leagues, but if Anthony Davis, who's got a bit of a toe issue, is out Wednesday versus OKC, Definitely a solid streaming option and maybe a reasonably priced DFS. 
start as well. AD had a solid game as well, posting 19 points, 10 rebounds, two assists and five blocks in 29 minutes. He jammed his toe and x-rays came back negative, thankfully, but he is considered questionable. As I said, he only took eight shots, which was a season low for him, but made seven of them, including a triple and all four of his free throws. Uh, He made those as well in the win. Look, as I said, if he doesn't suit up, look at Cole Kuzma, maybe Markeith Morris to get the start. Kuz definitely the better fantasy option, though. For the Rockets, DeMarcus Cousins decided not to cop a couple of fragrance and get kicked out tonight and had his first double-double of the season, 13 points, 10 rebounds. Um, look, he's he's a pretty efficient player, though. He made five of nine from his shots, two triples in 18 minutes, added three assists and a steal as well. But Wood is... Clearly the number two behind James Harden. He, Christian Wood, had 18 points, uh, ending his streak of seven consecutive games with 20-plus points to start. He had a bit of an off-night shooting, only shooting eight from 18 from the floor in 26 minutes. Grabbed eight rebounds, a couple of triples as well, um, having a bit of a tough time around the basket with AD, who blocked five shots there you go. There's something I didn't even realize. Uh, Christian Wood is ranked 28th. He's nine cat with a 27 and a half percent usage rate. But James Harden, he had some choice words for the Rockets after they were blown out. Um, he said the Rockets just are not good enough. He loves this city. He's literally done everything that he can. I mean, this situation is crazy. Something I don't think that can be fixed. And then he got up and walked out. As far as I know, um, look. Apparently, the Rockets are still talking about trade scenarios with other teams, although no deal, very much intimate, uh, imminent. But the Beard finished the game with 16 points, seven rebounds, six assists. Houston is three and six through nine games. What's going to happen with Harden, Vince? Is he going to get traded? Is he going to be forced to keep going? Or is he just going to do a Kyrie and sit and not play and join Zoom calls for district attorneys? And that's that's the number one question. Like we don't know that the fact that he said that, and then to follow that up, John Wall comes to the stand and says it's hard. It's hard to play when not everyone is buying in. You know, so you have a guy that is the number one option, is the face of the franchise, is the one that's carried you to the Western Conference Finals plenty of times now. Your your MVP. You know, so to to have that there and now he's basically done. He's out. He's showed it. He came into the season out of shape. You can tell that right away. The the team has completely changed now and he's ruining his trade value. And it's hard to figure out what is next for James Harden because okay, first it was the Sixers was was the idea, but I don't know if if there's any deal that can be done if you're trying to take Ben Simmons away. Because the Sixers aren't doing that. I mean, Ben Simmons is younger. He's a jump shot away from, from being LeBron. I mean, like, let's be honest. Ben Simmons is that good. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know if that's anything there. Um, maybe the Raptors. The Raptors have been starting to get into my mind as something where you say, is Pascal Siakam finally on the block? Because he hasn't been the player that, that he once was. And then you have a lineup where it's John Wall, Eric Gordon, you know, Pascal and Christian Wood or whatever you need to have out there. So, I mean, there, there's ideas that could be had. You know, Bradley Beal watch is starting to come to come out. The Ringer just posted that up, I think, two days ago. 
there, there's going to be a lot of noise coming up heading into February, and it, it, that's right around the corner. So I'm 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 excited and also kind of nervous to see where he's going to go because let me ask you this, Scott. Do you think if he gets traded to, let's say, one of his preferred destinations, which I believe was that's half the league, right? I mean, anywhere. Right? <laughs> but, okay, but but the one that off the top of my head, well, I guess, was Brooklyn. If he goes there, does his value take a hit automatically? If they don't package Kyrie, which it would be stupid if they did, um, but if Kyrie and KD is still there, absolutely, Harden's value will take a hit. If, you know, I, he's shown he can play with superstars. He, he can play with Christian Wood, as we're seeing now, and John Wall. He's done it with Russ in the past. He's done it with Chris Paul. He's done it with heaps. So we know he can play with one other star. So if that's KD, great. But if it means there's a third star and, you know, and or a fourth star, absolutely, at some point, his usage rate is going to drop and therefore his value is going to take a hit. You know, another one that, that again, these are like, I like to go on Reddit and see the ridiculousness that people post. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things to do. I have two of them here for you. One of them was he's going to go to Golden State in a deal that's going to have like Andrew Wiggins, Wiseman, and and something, like it's maybe like a future pick or something, but that that would be that idea there. There was that idea. And then the other one was, what was the other one? Man, I just had it off the top of my head too. Uh, it's, I'm drawing a blank. Oh my goodness. It'll come back. What, what are your thoughts on that one? While I think about the second one, I, I can't picture Steve Kerr wanting the trouble that will come with James Harden. You know, you look at the type of guys that Steve Kerr has around him, um, you know, and playing for him, you know, Steph, relatively trouble-free. Clay Golden Boy, definitely relatively trouble-free. You know, Draymond Green wasn't, but has, you know, turned his rep around playing for, you know, Steve Kerr. James Wiseman seems to be a, a good kid. Um, so I don't know that he is going to want the distraction and the hype and all that stuff that James Harden brings with it. And I don't necessarily, especially if you're trading away the likes of, of Wiggins and James Wiseman, I don't necessarily think it, it automatically makes Golden State better. Here was the other one. The other one was the Indiana Pacers, and it was Victor Oladipo, Miles Turner, and I think like a future first on that as well. But again, like Reddit, like I said, these are Reddit things. This isn't like news that other people are like really. These are like fandom in Reddit that people just love to see. But I think that's a good one too because if you can keep Brogdon, if you can keep Brogdon and and Sabonis, and you add Harden to that team, I think I think Malcolm Brogdon is a player that fits with whoever. He's that good. And Sabonis is everything he needs to be. He is. Yeah. He is, so I, I love that Pacers um, suggestion. I, I think it's great. Um, you know, Victor is a bit hit and miss and a bit of a roller coaster at this point. I wonder, taking Miles Turner away, what it would do for Sabonis and Sabonis's long term value. Um, but maybe that will give him an increase in um, rebounds. Will he be able to block more shots because he's, you know, almost exclusively in the paint um, for Harden? But, I, again, I don't know what another big man like Miles Turner is going to provide 
at Houston, considering they've already got Boogie, they've they've got Christian Wood there now. Um, you know, where does Miles Turner fit in that? I I don't know. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like again, it, there's that that, and another thing that that makes this so hard is, and and Bobby Marks posted this earlier after those comments that James Harden made was that like 28 percent of the players right now can't be traded, and then heading into February 6th, post February 6th more a, a higher percentage of players will not be available for trade either so again heading heading closer and closer into february you're going to hear a lot of noise i think miami is a possibility i think there's things that could be had there i think that's a that's a possible destination for him to go i i again there's so many let me ask you this one actually scott before we move on because i can i love the james harden rumors because <laughs> They're amazing to me, and especially from like a fantasy perspective, because you have to think like, how does it affect both sides? Yeah, absolutely. If you're Boston, are you can even with the with even a sliver considering Jalen Brown for James Harden? I wouldn't. Um, if Harden was, you know, two years younger, maybe. But um, with Harden's age and how much Jalen Brown is balling out right now um i don't know and how's he going to go with kemba you know again you know kemba's going to run the point or will harden and what does that mean for kemba that's what you've got kemba for and then you've got tatum around that as well i just i don't think that's a fit and i don't um stat social on twitter our friend mike hussey shout out to the Huss, uh, bleeds green and he, I can remember a conversation. I don't know exactly how it goes, but he just was very much dead set against uh, Houston going after the Celtics. If I'm wrong, you can hit me up on Twitter, Huss, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he was dead set against it. And that would be, you know, those hardcore Celtics fans would probably echo the same sentiment, I would think. Yeah, I, I would hate him there in Boston. But here's the team that I think, has the biggest potential for Harden. This is my opinion. This, If he was going to one place, this is the place I think he is going, just as of right now. I think there's a good chance you're going to see something to do with Portland. And it's I, there's the, already the C.J. McCollum for James Harden rumors were there. Then he had that big game, and, he, and, and I remember the announcer said, you better remember me, and things like that. But it, it Portland needs something, right? They're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. They run a lot of isolation. And while CJ McCollum is a really good isolation player, he's getting buckets right now. He's hot. James Harden is a different type of of isolation player, and that's what they love to run there. On top of that, he's an MVP next to Damian Lillard. So I think that's a real possibility. I think that's the destination that if I had to pick one, if I was like, hey, where are you putting your money at? I'm putting my money on Portland. Interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Let's get to the next game, though. The Spurs, 112, defeating OKC, 102. Let's start with the OKC side. And SGA accounted for 20 points, got 7 of 10 field goals, 6 of 9 from the charity stripe, 9 rebounds to assist in 33 minutes. The assist tally was a little bit disappointing for SGA, uh, and he had just as many turnovers as that as well. Um, He's now scored, though, 20 or more points in four straight, two away from the longest such run of his career to date. He's been a top 50 fantasy player in both eight and nine cat formats this season. He stands to move up the rankings, though, as the season progresses. You'd hope so, considering I know a lot of you, in my opinion, overdrafted him 
massively. And Diallo shot five from nine. And the only reason I talk about Diallo is because, you know, as I said, Mr. Jolly was crowing about him the other day that he picked him up everywhere. And I don't necessarily think he's a a must-add everywhere. But Diallo shot five from nine from the field, six of six from the foul line, finished with 16 points, four rebounds, two assists in 21 minutes. His run of uh, games with at least 23 points came to an end, but he did manage to hit double figures for a third straight game. He still isn't a top 100 player, though, um, but he has developed into a player that should be definitely rostered in deeper leagues. He's currently rostered in 39% of Yahoo leagues, so if he's still lurking on some waiver wires out there, if you feel like picking him up or streaming him, Oklahoma City will play three more games this week as well. All the more reason to consider at least streaming him. For the Spurs, LMA, LaMarcus Aldridge shot 6 of 16 from the field, finishing with 13 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal and 2 blocks and a 3-pointer in 32 minutes. He's been fairly productive. Uh, He's averaged, coming into today's game, 15.4 points, 5.1 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 0.7 blocks and 0.6 steals per game. The rebounding average is uh, LMA's lowest since his rookie season, and he hasn't accounted for less than one block shot per game since the 2011-2012 campaign. But he's grabbed a total of 19 rebounds in San Antonio's last two games. Over the last week, he's been a top 100 player in nine cat formats in fantasy. Things may be looking up for LMA, which is a good sign for fantasy managers like Mr. Jolly, who went and grabbed him over the likes of Sabonis. Silly boy. Uh, and Keldon Johnson, what a sexy name this kid's turned out to be this season, hey? Uh, finished the win over the Thunder with 18 points, 6 of 11 field goals, 6 of 7 from the charity stripe, 7 rebounds, 1 assist and 2 steals in 39 minutes. Two days removed from scoring just three points in the loss to the T-Wolves. He got back on track tonight. He's been one of the biggest surprises in fantasy, as I said, providing sixth round value in both eight and nine cat formats. The Spurs have four games on the schedule for next week, so it would be a good time to pick him up. I can't believe he is only rostered in 73% of Yahoo leagues. He should be 100% owned, ladies and gentlemen. If he is on your waiver wire, go and get him. Does 73% shock you, Vince? Yeah, that's that was when we were doing our pre-notes. This that was the main reason why I I wanted to talk about him because the fact that he's only 73% owned means that just under 30% of Yahoo leagues does not have him rostered, which just blows me away. He's is is he the the leading candidate right now for pickup of the year? Oh, absolutely. He's got to be. Like no one predicted uh, probably not many people would have drafted him to start with and certainly wouldn't have predicted him being up as high as what he is currently in the season. The other one who I think is probably shocking people would be Brog, Malcolm Brogdon, who's, yes, okay, he was drafted in every league, but drafted somewhere between 60 and 80, uh, and he's providing first and second round value right now. Yeah, I draft, I draft, I have Brogdon on my team. I I picked him up at the late, the latter half of the fifth round. Um, and yeah, to get, to get first round value is crazy, but Kelvin Johnson, man, he, he has a nice game to him and he is still developing. I think you're going to see him, get his stat line just get better as the season continues because pop is starting to realize it. 
and I think his teammates are too. DeRozan finds him on backdoor cuts a lot. And on top of that, he does this. The This is a move I have a love-hate relationship with, and I think he got it from Rudy Gay, and I have a love-hate relationship with Rudy Gay just as a player. But he does this move where he drives straight to the basket to his spot, hesitates for the layup, like literally extends for it, pulls back the dribble, and then does a fadeaway jumper when no one's even in his face. So, like, why fade away when you're wide open? <laughs> but it goes in. Right now it's going in, and it's a great move because he gets the guy off of him off that heavy stop. Like, he hits the e-break so hard on that on that hezzy for the layup. So I love that play for him. I just hate the fadeaway. At the end, it's the ugliest thing you could see in a basketball. Why fade when no one's <laughs> practicing fadeaways alone in the gym? Don't do it. Uh, but... No, I think Keldon Johnson, the fact that he's only 73% owned, he needs to be owned in every single one of, one of your guys' leagues. That's the pickup of the year for me so far, early running. But, man, that this kid is good, and he's he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in, in this league. Uh, before we get on to the very last game, our friends at mybookie.ag, uh, look, they're great. Ever since I've started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips, as they do you, Vince. Uh, I always get asked who you got, Lakers, Clippers, Rogers, Mahomes. Uh, you know, will Dallas sack yet another coach, the Cowboys, who knows? Uh, and I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with mybookie.ag. MyBookie's rep is rock solid. They've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for the uh, NFL. They've got their playoff games coming up. Definitely going to give us the best lines on those. You know me. You know that I don't give out my stamp of approval too easily. So to turn to earn it, you have to be the best at what you do. My bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up into the promo code HoopBall and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand schmackaroos. Head to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best, bet with mybookie.ag, and please gamble responsibly. Speaking of mybookie.ag, you're the betting man. Throw out, give us some tips for our listeners. Give something. Uh, and it doesn't have to necessarily be NBA, Vince. Uh, I, I think for me, in the in the way I cap a lot of my bets is, A, obviously I like to look at the defensive efficiencies of both teams as well as offensive efficiency numbers. You can get that. Right off of ESPN, I like to look at John Hollinger's numbers there. Um, you know, I, I think also storylines lead a lot A lot of these lines. A lot of these lines are already put together now. Like, I'm already looking at the lines for tomorrow, and the fact that – and I'm going to give you a pick right here for you, Scotty, just because you had me on the show for the first time. I love being back. You know, and I'll tell you – actually, let me finish this first. I can go – I can ramble a lot, dude. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Look, so – the fact that Kevin Durant said that he's going to play tomorrow, today, after a big win against Denver, and now they're going to be playing up against, across the bridge, the New York Knicks, and they're giving the Knicks six points against a, a Nets team that was struggling a majority of that Denver game until Denver got cold. I'm taking that six points early. I think that line is going to start dropping down as we get closer to tip-off. So there's a pick for you guys. Uh, and 
and yeah, I, I, again, I think storylines lead a, lead a lot. Obviously, injury reports play factors on the line. Automatically, when I see a home team, I think that they're in my mind. It's just minus three. So when I look at that, when I see someone's minus three and they're at home, but when you see the team, you're like, man, I think this team can do it. In my head, minus three is is still a pick 'em. So that's how I view a lot of these games. Um, so yeah, there's there's some little fun facts off the top of my head of how I look at games just from a quick glance before I dive into a lot of the numbers and uh, New York Knicks plus six. You know what I mean? Let's do it. I love it. That's great. Let's get on to the last game, though. And we were talking about this before we got on of how, um, you know, the pace is giving themselves an opportunity and coming back after a what was a pretty horrid first quarter, let's face it. But they did. They managed it. 104-95 over the Golden State Warriors. Let's start with the Warriors. Steph Curry in 36 minutes, 20 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, shot seven from 17 from the floor, three from eight from deep, three from five from the charity stripe, two turnovers for him. So his shooting seemed to be a little bit better than the 12.5% that he did the other day. God, that was a terrible day. 22 points for Wiggy Wiggy uh, with... Seven rebounds. Draymond Green had a fairly decent game in 32 minutes. 7.6 rebounds, 10 assists and a steal to go with that as well. Oubre got himself 17 points, shot six from 11. And get this, wait, wait for it. Shot three from seven from deep. Is this it? Is the cold streak over for Kelly Oubre? Man, is the cap finally off the rim for him? I really hope so. I, I, I miss the energy. You kind of started seeing that this cold streak was starting to wear on him a little bit. The energy, the swagger was kind of getting away from Ubre, but in this game, shots were following and falling, and that man was back. I miss first game of the season. I'll never forget it. He gets a, a steal that to a leads to a lead pass dunk, and his reaction is like a lineman getting a sack on a quarterback, just straight throwing <laughs> arrow, thugged it out. Man, Kelly Ubre is one of the most fun players to watch. Still, uh, I, I hope I hope his cold streak is over because if it is, this Warriors team is a more dangerous and b even more fun to watch. The Indiana Pacers had three players with double doubles. Aaron Holiday off the bench, twenty eight minutes, sixteen points, two rebounds, twelve assists, two steals, shot six from sixteen ugh, from the floor, uh, two from five from beyond the arc. He got two from two from the foul line with just the one turnover. Uh, Miles Turner got himself a double-double in 42 minutes, 22 points, 12 rebounds, two steals, and five massive blocks. Value for Miles Turner. I think I picked him up at like 110 in a draft earlier this year just because people didn't know when he was going to be back and absolute value for me. He shot seven from 11 from the field, three from five from deep, five from eight from the charity stripe with just the one turnover. Brogdon, as we've spoken about him a few times today, he got 13 points, two rebounds, eight assists, two steals, and a block. Shot a terrible five from 18 from the floor and two from six from deep for Brog. And not his best shooting night, but the superstar, the, how did you put it, Vince, the Nurk of the East? DeMontis Sabonis, the boner. We love him. We talk about him all the time. This kid, 30, he's not even a kid. he's He's a man. 37 minutes, 18 points, 14 rebounds, six assists to go with one block, 
Seven from 15 from the floor, missed two shots from deep, four from five from the charity stripe. Had four turnovers, though. But, mate, the value on Sabonis at the moment is ridiculous, especially when you look at the production and the output he is giving fantasy managers everywhere, Vince. Again, I own Sabonis in my main league. <laughs> it, it's a guy I traded for him. I traded high for him. I uh, I think... Man, I know he probably isn't, but just the way that the Pacers are playing, I have him as a most improved player of the year. And and you look at his stat line, it's the exact same. It's the it's the, he does this. He's the most consistent player year over year, it looks like. But it's just something about the way he is doing these, these numbers this year and the way his team is playing through him. It's he is so good. He is the Jokic of the East. He's still underrated in my I, I feel like he's not known well enough yet. Like, I don't feel like he's talked about enough on, on, on sports networks or anything. Like, his recognition should be there. He's an, he's a, if he, if he isn't an all star starter this year in the East, I will be blown away. Let's just put it like that. I would be blown away. Absolutely underrated, man. That, that guy has been fantastic and should be very much considered an all star at this early stage in the season, anyway. Uh, mate. That's it for us. We've gotten through the box scores. It's almost been an hour, so thanks very much for joining me. Uh, of course, again, you join. You have the Kings Court Pod. Uh, you also do today in sports betting on the Hoopball Network. Uh, if they want to reach out to you on Twitter, how can they do that? You guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at VM Center and Scotty. Before I, before we like completely sign off here, man, I want to thank you for having me back on the show or having me on your show for the for the first time but for me it's like a little bit of a flashback like you said in the beginning i'm like one of the originals here like me and dan used to do shows in a car like that's how (laughs) i am like he was working for the blaze and he would do like shows in a corner and then i would be working at, at a different like business entirely and i'd be on my breaks going to the car and doing a phone interview like it was it was, it was it was a crazy time. It was a fun time then. That was before, you know, Hoopball even had its offices. And then I moved into the offices there and then me and AB, you know. So and this was the show that I started doing. This was like a late night show when we started finally putting up a paywall. We started doing it on YouTube live and things like that when that was still like kind of getting new to us. So it felt cool being on this end of it. Scott, you're doing a great job, man. Thanks, man. And look, we're going to have you back. It's been great having you. You uh, have got all that knowledge when it comes to betting, DFS, and you're the king's man uh, along with Brew. So certainly have you back. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and everyone, get on the Discord. Give Vince uh, a bit of stick on the Discord. See, you know, get him to grade your trade. I don't know. Do something. The guy, is uh, he knows his stuff, knows his onions. So thanks for joining us, mate. We'll chat to you soon. Yep, thank you. Thank you, guys. And don't forget, you can uh, follow our co-host, Mr. Jolly, on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. You can follow me on Twitter at the Harlander 23 You can like us on Facebook, Mr. Jolly and the Harlander as well. This is the Box Score Breakdown, a hoopball presentation. Thanks for joining us. I'll catch you guys tomorrow for more Box Score Review. Bye. This has been a hoop ball presentation.